confidence is not contractive. If you feel contractive in your confidence, then it's probably false confidence or you're trying to will yourself to feel confident when you don't actually. When you're actually feeling something else, when you're actually feeling ashamed, but you're trying to assert confidence. When you are feeling embarrassed, but you're trying to assert confidence. Confidence is not rigid. It is not tense. It is steady. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today we have the second episode in our Somatics of series, the Somatics of Confidence and how to take up more space. Confidence is something that I have really been working with and diving into since my early 20s when I definitely lacked confidence in myself, in my abilities, in every way. And I remember working at a job in my early 20s. I was working at a the only corporate position I ever had. And there was one coworker in particular who was older than most of us. Most of us were in our pretty very early to middle-ish 20s. I was only 20. And this person was late 20s. So seemed at the time a lot older than us and definitely had more and different life experiences than most of us and was the only one for the most part who packed a lunch. And I remember that other coworkers would tease him every time he went and got his little lunchbox out of the fridge. And he was just like, yeah, I pack a lunch. So what? Or yeah, I pack a lunch. Here's the delicious food that I have and I'm saving money. And it was such a simple thing. And such a really random thing that made me first start to realize what confidence actually was. I used to believe that confidence came from having reasons to be confident, right? Based on society telling us what's good, what's better, what's attractive, what's considered smart, brilliant, successful, whatever. And assumed that confidence would come with those things. Versus confidence actually being the thing that allows us to create a lot of what we want because it's a frequency that's aligned with more expansion, bigger, better, more of what it is that we desire. So we don't get confidence by having things. And if we manage to, so if you think that it will make you more confident as a person to own a certain car or have a certain amount of money or a certain level of status and degrees or recognition, whatever it might be, you will likely find that that is a false sense of confidence. That is a confidence that never fully materializes because confidence comes from within. And what I learned from that very simple example at my corporate job out of college is confidence is very simple. Confidence is about owning it, whatever it is for you whether that is your skill level, your personality, the clothes that you wear, the foods that you eat, the way that you do things or don't do things, your values, your preferences, your skill, like whatever it is. Confidence is about owning it and being at peace with it and being immovable in your stance on what matters to you and who you are and how you show up and where you're at in your journey. 
you can be a beginner at something. We've talked about being a beginner on this show and have, we have to embrace that. When we're doing things that feel impossible, there is a very, very high probability that we are going to be doing things that are new and different for us. And when we're new to things, we're not usually great at them. We're not even usually good at them. We might be decent. We might have beginner's luck. We might have a natural talent for something. But for a lot of things, we have to be willing to be bad, to suck at certain things as we get better. And I look at my career as a designer. I most definitely have a natural talent for that kind of creativity, that kind of art and putting things together and thinking in that way and having the eye for it. If you were to look at my designs in college and right out of college, they are not great. There are some that are decent considering my brand newness to the profession, to the software, to the thinking in that manner, to being my first ever logo or layout or whatever it was. But I wasn't very good. I was certainly not the designer that I am today and did not have the portfolio and the client and the years of experience. And yet, even when you're a beginner at something, you can be confident because you are owning it. You are owning that you are where you're at in your journey. That would have looked like me owning that, yeah, of course my logos have room for improvement. Of course my design is maybe decent some of the time. Definitely not all of the time. And I'm a beginner. I'm learning. And that is confidence. Confidence doesn't come from how we look, the successes that we have, the titles that we hold, the achievements, the amount of money in our bank account, the designer labels, like whatever it is that we think are the reason why people are confident. Confidence can exist without those things. You can have little to no money in your bank account and be incredibly confident. You cannot be beautiful or attractive by society's arbitrary and super messed up standards and still be confident. That comes from owning it and to own it and be confident in ourselves, we have to love and accept ourselves for who we are and where we're at. We have to be good with who we are. We have to really, truly live in alignment and from that place of self-love and self-acceptance because confidence should not waver based on other people. There are many people who are confident because they look the way the society has decided arbitrarily and ridiculously is attractive. They have the amount of money. They have the designer labels that society has arbitrarily and ridiculously decided are better, are higher class or higher end or whatever it might be. Some people have confidence because of those external things, and that's not true confidence. That's false confidence. That's confidence that's tied to external aspects, other people's approval and acceptance. That doesn't come from us. And so people who you think should have confidence, who may even have that false confidence going for them, aren't really deeply confident because their confidence, their sense of self-worth, their love and acceptance of themselves and by other people who they surround themselves with hinges on all of these other pieces all of these other things. There's no room for changing things up, not making the same amount of money. Like this 
hooks us into our winning strategy even more deeply when we have a false sense of confidence because of the things or the roles or whatever it might be that is pulled from other people and society. That's not true confidence. True confidence is owning it, whatever it is for you. And to own something, you have to be choosing it, doing it, being it, wearing it, creating it, because that is what feels right and aligned for you. That is who you want to be, how you want to show up in the world. And you have to be okay with whatever that is. Now, to be okay with whatever that is, we have to address our deeper traumas. We have to decondition from who we think we need to be in order to be safe, secure, successful, find love, and belonging. This requires looking at our deeper winning strategies. This requires moving through, processing through, healing through, clearing through our deeper traumas. For a very long time, I felt false confidence because I was a certain weight, because I was checking off the boxes on other people's lists of who they thought I should be in the role that they had placed me in, whether that was a employee, a friend, a partner, a daughter, a sibling. If I was checking off those boxes, I could feel good about myself because I was getting acceptance, some form of love, real or not, a sense of belonging, and I was staying safe and secure. And even successful, right? Because I was being what other people wanted me to be. I was being the perfect partner. I was being the perfect woman according to society. I was being the best daughter. I was being the best friend. I was being what everyone else wanted and needed me to be. And when I could win through my winning strategy, I felt a false sense of confidence. I felt like, okay, I'm awesome. I'm great. I'm lovable. I'm worthy. But if any of those things changed or any way that I wanted to be, any way I was called to be, my purpose called me to be, did not fit with what other people wanted from me, I did not feel confident. And I was looking externally for validation that I was okay, I was good enough, I was right, and therefore could feel confident. So it was very easy to doubt myself and undermined my false sense of confidence. And there were a lot of places where I very naturally felt and believed certain things. So for example, early on in my design career, there was a lot of things that the quote unquote branding experts and design people would say about design and branding. And I remember feeling very intuitively that "Mm, that's not right. That's not actually relevant to you. That's lacking context all things that are still part of how I think and be and and design and build businesses and coach today. Because everybody around me was saying, well, this is what the experts say. I would immediately feel small and I would shrink. And I would not know how to stand steady and confidently in my stance about why I believed what I believed because I'm definitely not an expert. And My worth, my ability to feel confident, my ability to feel lovable, safe, secure is dependent on being what everyone else wants and needs me to be. And if they really think that the experts are saying this, that implies I'm not an expert. They're challenging my position. Who do I think I am? And so I would shrink. And I was so afraid to take up space and use my voice because the way that I saw things was not the same as the majority or the same as the people around me. And I had seen and learned enough times 
by my mid-20s that I felt like I had to conform and that immediately I would assume, well, I must be wrong. Something must be wrong with me. And that's the opposite of confidence. That's self-doubt. I I couldn't be confident without the validation from other people. So confidence comes from our truth, our alignment with who we are, what we believe and truly value, what's right and true for us. And so you will see people who, and I, I love to see this model in so many ways, ever since that very simple example from my corporate job, people who are doing or being something or saying something that someone else or groups of people disagree with. And those people who disagree will try to shame or make wrong or make fun of the person who's honoring their truth around whatever it might be, only for the person who's honoring their truth to own it cleanly and fully with total confidence. Why they feel the way they do, why they believe what they believe, why they're doing what they're doing, why they move the way they move, why they wear what they wear. And that confidence is contagious. So if somebody questions or doubts us, if we have doubt in ourselves, it will undermine us. We will be embarrassed. We will feel ashamed. We will go back on what we're doing. We will conform to what they think is right. Whereas if we are confident, cleanly and clearly rooted in our purpose, our callings, our correct alignment for us. When we come back with that confidence, it will shift to the other person. They might not agree with it still. They might not get on board with what we're doing or or who we are in the world or how we are, but it will either get acceptance or cause a bit of doubt in them. Now, this is not a tactic to manipulate other people, to reverse shame other people. It is simply the effect of true, total confidence. So this is the somatics of series. What does that mean? We're going to talk about the somatics of confidence. I want you to think about a time where you felt confident in your abilities, your skills, and what you were doing, and who you are, and what you chose, and why. That can be you just know that you love the burger that you love from your favorite restaurant. You have confidence in that decision. You are immovable in that decision. If somebody's like, oh, it's not that good. I can't believe you would order that. Ew, you have just terrible taste buds. What kind of moron are you? You're going to be like, I like what I like. I know it's good. It's what I want. Immovable. You cannot be undermined because you are anchored in a knowing that this is right and true for you. This is aligned for you. And you don't care what anyone else thinks because you're solid in that. You are not influenced by the people outside of you. So Even if your winning strategy is loud and aggressive and always getting in your way, even if you are still dealing with people-pleasing, even if you have trauma about not being what other people want and need you to be, there is somewhere at some point in your life where you have felt total confidence. That, like everything, is a state. It's a frequency. It's an energy. The way that you held yourself with that confidence when you ordered your favorite burger from your favorite burger place, regardless of everyone else saying you should get the whatever, That was confidence. There was an internal strength. You might not have sat up more, right? Like we do power poses. The Wonder Woman pose is something that people say physiologically. It's been studied. It's been practiced, right? This can boost your confidence. You're standing in a confident stance. That's because when we feel confident, we hold ourselves differently. 
That doesn't mean that when you're at the burger joint ordering your favorite burger, despite everyone telling you that you're a moron for liking that burger, such a random example, I know, doesn't mean that you sit up straight in your chair and you put your hands on your hips, but there is a steadiness to you. There is an immovability to your being, your somatics, your body. And a reminder of somatics for this series, somatics is of the body as separate from the mind. So we're talking about the body separate from our mind, from our mental state, from our consciousness, from our subconscious, how our body holds and responds to things. The somatics of confidence is very distinct. When you feel confident, whether you're sitting or standing, you don't buckle, right? You could be leaning back in your chair and somebody says whatever and you're like, eh, I'm good. There is a steadiness to you. There is a solidness to your being and your energy. Because it is anchored in your purpose and your truth and what's aligned and right for you. And you are no longer attached to what other people think of it because you're so anchored in it. It doesn't mean that we're not open to feedback. I am very confident in a lot of the beliefs that I have, the ways of being that I have, the callings that I follow that are right for me, the way that I teach and talk about a lot of this work. I feel very, very rooted in that. Very confident. It does not mean that I'm not receptive. Confidence is not a wall. Confidence is not an excuse to not look at yourself, not be open to and receptive of feedback. There are many times that I've been confident and somebody opens my eyes to a new way of looking, thinking, being, doing. And that doesn't mean that I'm not immovable in my confidence. It means that I am steady and immovable in my confidence while staying open and receptive. So this life, the purpose of being here is for us to continually evolve and grow, to grow more deeply into who we're here to be and the work that we're here to do, to continue to expand and contribute to the world. We can't do that if we're so confident that the way we are right now is the only way to ever be. The things we believe and do and how we feel and all of that is the only way. If we're so immovable that we are closed and not receptive. We have to stay open and receptive. So think of a time that you were confident. How did you hold yourself? What did you feel energetically? How did you respond when people poked fun of you, tried to change your mind, tried to shift you, tried to shame you? What did that feel like to have that total and complete confidence that you're good, that you don't need anyone else to understand this because you do and it's right for you? while staying receptive. So maybe you're very confident in your choice. Let's go back to our very basic example. You're very confident in your choice that you love the burger at that place. Great. You're immovable in that. Nobody can shame you about that. Nobody can change your mind about how you feel about something, about what's right for you in that way. And you're also open to someone saying, yeah, cool. I get that you love that burger there, but have you ever been here? where they treat their cows differently, where their ingredients are fresher and better. I think you'd love it. So I'm not being swayed in my confidence about how I feel about this one thing because I'm open and receptive to, oh, there's more that I could experience. There's other ways I could learn and grow. There's other things that might actually be better than this that I might actually like if I was willing to be open and try them. There's a difference in that. The immovable to a point of stagnation is, mm-mm, no. I'm not interested. I'm 
already decided this is the only burger I will ever like and eat. That is not confidence. That is resistance. That is being closed. That is tense. That is contractive. Confidence is not contractive. If you feel contractive in your confidence, then it's probably false confidence or you're trying to will yourself to feel confident when you don't actually. When you're actually feeling something else, when you're actually feeling ashamed, but you're trying to assert confidence. When you are feeling embarrassed, but you're trying to assert confidence. Confidence is not rigid. It is not tense. It is steady. That is a different energetic frequency than rigid and tense. Steady. What does steady mean to you and your nervous system and your body? What are times that you have felt steady? Steady in your decisions. Steady in where you're at. Steady confidence. And confidence requires really, truly knowing yourself and being in alignment with your truth. We are always in alignment. Always. We're not always in alignment with our truth, our purpose, our callings. What's right for us. So, I felt false confidence when I was conforming to or showing up as whatever was wanted and needed from past partners who weren't right for me. False confidence that I'm safe, that I'm loved, that I'm secure, that I belong. I'm succeeding at keeping this person who isn't right for me, but I'm succeeding. I'm being what they want and need. That is not real, true confidence. And you can tell that because there is an anxiety. There is a pressure to it. You have to do it. You're doing it to get something versus clean confidences. This is just how I feel. This is just who I am without rigidity, that I am immovable. I will never change. I will never grow. I'm not open-minded. I don't want to hear about it. No, thank you. Confidence. These are the clothes I love. This is how I want to wear my hair. I want it to be bright green and purple. I want to live in a camper. I am confident in this choice. That does not mean that someone couldn't have given me a better idea that might have been more aligned for me. Openness helps us continue to align with our truth, what's what's right for us. So you have to stay open. Confidence is steady. I was so confident in this decision that it did not matter how many people thought it was crazy. How many people were like, I could never. And did you think about this? How many challenges I ran into? I remained confident in my decision because it was truly aligned and right for me. And I am unwavering in that. Confidence is a very specific energy and frequency. And when we are confident, we hold ourselves somatically in a certain way. So think of times you felt truly confident, not falsely confident, not because of external validation. Simply you felt confident in your decision and your choice. It might be something you're doing right now. Are you wearing something that everybody else hates on you and you just, you feel great in it? That's confidence. It's clean confidence. And notice where your confident comes, confidence comes with anxiety and pressure. It's false confidence, trying to win from your winning strategy and succeeding at your winning strategy. Confidence that is rigid is closed. It is a way to protect ourselves. We don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to try new things. I just want to don't tell me anything. Stop questioning me. That can, that can come from self-doubt. That's not confidence. That's doubt if somebody might prove that I'm an idiot and that I'm wrong and that now I have to go do all these things differently. Fear. What does confidence feel like for you? Explore the different ways that confidence has shown up and use that as a gauge. So in the somatics of receiving, 
we are trying to actively hold ourselves in an open and receptive state so that our body can learn to be safe inside of receiving while working on our traumas. With confidence, it's about using it as a gauge. So we're not trying to fake confidence. That is not how confidence works. If you're doing that, it's false confidence. You're trying to make it happen. There's anxiety, there's pressure, there's like a a force behind it. Confidence is calm and steady. It's a deep knowing. It's a plugged in to this is who I am and this is what's right for me. So explore the somatics of confidence. When have you felt confident, but it was false confident? Because you're only confident based on external validation, based on your winning strategy working. Where have you felt confident where it was rigid and tense and closed off and stagnant? Where have you felt confident where you're just steady and at peace and just clear and you're just owning it, whatever it is for you. And there is no making you wobble in that because you are anchored in yourself and what's right for you. That's true confidence. And when you can learn the flavors of it and the semantics of it and how it feels in our body, then we can start to say, hmm, I'm feeling awfully confident here, but it's very tense. Feeling very confident here, but there's a lot of anxiety. I feel pressure to maintain this. Is this really right for me? And the places where you feel steady, can you deepen into that? If you feel like you're not in alignment with yourself, if you're not clear enough on who you are and what's right for you, please check out our Actualize program. The whole first module is alignment. It's about coming into alignment with your truth, your purpose, your energetic wiring, who you are here to be, the life you are here to live, the work you are here to do, the contribution you are here to make. We do all of that in the first module. Then we activate your purpose. We hope you actualize it into your life and your work and your relationships. Check the show notes for a link on that. Also check the show notes for our book, Cultivating Confidence. It is all about what confidence is and how to cultivate more of it cleanly. But that is the semantics of confidence, is understanding the flavors so that you can use that as a way to tune into, is this really right for me? Because I'm feeling confident, but I'm feeling that pressure and tension. I'm feeling expectation. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling successful inside of my winning strategy, but not steady in it. What can the semantics of confidence tell you about where you are and are not in alignment? That is the work. If you have any questions or need support, please check the show notes for more resources, and I will be back soon with another episode. Mm-hmm.